When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Vulture! Sorry, I, d- I got a chip on my shoulder today. I d- Can I see invisible shit? Yeah, there's something strange behind you. But if he doesn't drop his bag, then I'll cut off his fucking head. And then you, you, you want to hug Jester, Jester, Jester. It seems to me that these people want to annihilate our entire existence. I'm not their... F- what, what do you think I'm friends with these people for? Shh, keep it down. I don't like when people laugh at me when I'm intimidating them. <laughs> Hello all and welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 12, Head in the Clouds. MVP this week goes to Surly1 on Twitter for his continuing support and wonderful thoughts on Doran. If you're a fan of our show, please make sure to check us out on Podchaser. Review a few episodes, leave your thoughts about the show, and give us a follow. Alright, we ready to rock? Oh yeah. in a little room full of nerdy friends and lots of alcohol cheers, cheers. Oh, clink, clink. oh my clink. head <laughs> <laughs> uh gotta ask did you guys make any new year's resolutions i'm gonna roll more 20s this year yeah oh, yeah i, I think, like I think I'm, it's my plan i'm going to you said that like red kill a giant i know oh, i don't know i can't goodness. i go they're the same person right now yeah. i don't know uh, resolutions? No, I don't know. Pl- keep playing D anD D with my friends. Red resolutions. Red solutions. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't really have any major ones. What about you? Uh, I'm gonna kill one of you. 
So these are all about the game. Really. Yep. One of our, she looked one directly of our at me when yeah. she said that. Joe, one of our characters. I'm going to kill one of your characters. Oh, thank you. Okay, I just we... wanted to clarify. Um, shall we play some game? Mm. Let's play yeah, game. yeah. Let's play some We left some on a cliffhanger. A yes. cloud hanger. Yes. <laughs> Good one. The four of you are out on the rim of the cloud bank with Zephyros's giant wizard tower at your backs and the world at your feet. The sun is sinking lower in the sky, lighting the tops of the autumn trees below you in fiery shades of red and orange. Zephyros is inside with Rilix, having largely left you to your own devices since plucking you up out of the wilderness. You spot nine dark and winged figures growing closer, soaring towards you. As they approach you, discern they are giant vultures, their wings spreading an impressive 25 or 30 feet as they whip up bits of cloud stuff coming in for their landing. The riders atop them are thin and armored with black helms that cover their eyes. As they dismount their wicked-looking birds, you see one of them is carrying a strange shoulder bag. Should I shoot the shoulder strap off the bag? <laughs> Wait a minute. So, it's probably not C4, is it? Never mind. Where, where are we standing? So you're somewhere out on the cloud field. Okay. Um, how many are there, sorry? There are nine. Nine? Holy crap. That's a lot. I mean, do they look... It's I mean, not, can I, not quite a score. Can I roll insight? Of course you can. Let's see if they're like coming here for some of anger. Course. Of, of course. Of uh, course. No, it was a 17 that rolled back towards a three. Do they have any symbols or flags or heraldry or anything that sort of suggests an alliance or? Uh, they have no. pirate flags. They're they're not flying any flags. They don't have any team names stitched on their jerseys. Do they look angry? It you can't see their faces. They they have helms that cover their faces, oh. which is the why look angry. the helms uh, have these curved horns on top of them. That's not a good sign. Um, horns are always bad guys. Vultures yeah. are really not a good sign. That's These are too. the biggest vultures you've ever seen. Where's Zephyros? Zephyros is inside. Zephyros! Enemies off the port bow! I wonder if the vultures approaching go, hoo, hoo, hoo. Hoo, hoo, Pickle, pickle. Vulture! <laughs> oh my God. So so there's, 19, there's nine vultures and there's nine riders. Yeah, huh. That's, that's a lot of things to fight. I don't know well, if we can. What if fight we talk these. to them first? Yeah. So they've landed in front of us, right? Not directly in front of you. They're just on the edge of the cloud bank, and uh, actually, two of them, after they've dismounted their vultures, they begin to walk forward. Uh, the one has this strange shoulder bag, and he calls out, uh, "Where's the master of the house? What business do you have with them? I can pass a message along." Is it too late for you to use thaumaturgy and uh-huh. say that? We have no interest in dealing with you. I understand that, but the master of the house doesn't really love visitors. He's kind of on his own plane of reality, so you got to give him something to be interested in. What do, you, what do you want? We're on private business. Yeah, I understand that, but... I mean, maybe he's expecting them. Let's not overthink it. Zephros! And I call it again. Is Zephros the name of the giant? Oh, fuck. Never mind. <laughs> Obviously, they're not expecting him. You don't happen to have C4 in that satchel, do you? He looks you up and down. He says, not your business. Relax. Can I try to persuade him to just let us know what their business is? You can roll a persuasion check. Yeah, I'm just going to say to him, look, we're happy to help. We're happy to get the master for you. We're just curious as to why you might be here. We want to help you, friend. With a 15. I speak on behalf of Jan Sibin. Do we recognize that name? You can roll a religion check. Let's do it. Oh, Oh. for fuck's sake. What is it? 
Well, Roland, my new lovely paladin die, I rolled a one. Oh, oh you serious? Oh, shame it. Shame. Just, shame. You gotta shame, shame, shame it. No, That's there's, the there's no, shame. I, you know, I really loved the name and the pun so much, but my oh, God. Roland. That's the first paladin die that we had rolled. <clears throat> and yeah. time out. I'm sorry. We can't, we can't even. So nine. You have heard of Jan Sibin. Great. You know him to be the prince of the air. Oh, the yeah. The prince of evil air. Yeah, I remembered that bit. Uh, that's all you really remember. No, that's that's fine. Hey, um, Red. Yes. I know you love making friends with evil cultists, but I need you to just understand. So much. Jan Sibin, the, the prince of evil air, the four winds of the apocalypse, wants to blow the world to smithereens. Like, not friendly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a prince? Yep. Uh, in case that wasn't quite audible at home, Rob did roll his eyes so hard they almost fell out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so princely. Yeah, apocalyptic. What, what do you mean evil? What, what I mean, I can't explain the mechanics of the university right now because they're just over there. I mean, just mean to say that they didn't fire at us when they arrived. They can't be all that evil. Otherwise, Host- they would just hostile and evil are different concepts. Right? They really, they really are. Fair enough. And either way, if they want to speak to Zephyros, you don't think we should let them? I don't know. Why don't we see what he thinks? I'm going to go inside because Zephyros ain't answering. Yeah. You, you go inside and you are followed closely by these two representatives of the group of people who had landed on the cloud. Uh, is anyone coming in with me? Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't trust Red's gut judgment on like core concepts of what these people might be trying to convince him of. I feel like they could sell him a line and Red would be following the Prince of Evil Air off to start the apocalypse any minute now. I just don't... Okay. Trust so, his guts. Are you saying this is Jack? Yeah. I think when, when Red's like, well, why don't I go in? When they, I'm like, no. I, I'm, I'm not leaving you alone I, with them, Red. I just I'll don't go in. Red and I will go in. We'll get Zephyros. The two level-headed. I think. But I, I just don't think you understand worship and why people would choose to worship evil gods and what that says about their character. I feel like you have a fundamental disconnect between what choosing to worship a god means and who that person all is. All right, all right, all right. I don't see any reason why we can't all go in, okay? They got sure. lots of people out here, but we'll be yeah. fine if we all stick together. All right. Well, then let's go in and we'll look for Zephyrus. The four of you enter the tower with these two representatives from this cult. And as you walk in, uh, the man with the bag shouts, Zephyrus, cloud giant, we wish to speak with you. And you hear this creaky sound of Zephyros's bed from upstairs. He's getting out of bed. And then you see his sandals descend through the hole in the ceiling mm-hmm. as he touches down. He looks around. What's all this about then? I have more visitors, small folk. Wonderful. And he looks around at the six of you. Yes, these riders came through the storm, and they uh, wanted to um, speak to you. Cloud Giant, we come to you on behalf of Jan Sibin to return the world to its primordial state, as it was at the dawn of history. Red, that means they want to destroy the world. I'm not their... F- what, what do you think I'm friends with these people for? Shh, keep it down. He kneels and then gestures at the other darkly armored man. And the second man produces a satchel from inside of his armor and also kneels and offers this satchel out to Zephyros. This is a, a gift for you. Did he have a list? Yeah. Yes, he does. 
I bet you there's gold in there. Doran's kind of licking his lips, looking at the satchel, wondering what sort of fancy gems in gold or... Zephyros kneels down because everyone is so much smaller than him. He, he holds out his hand, this huge palm, the size of someone's chest, and the cultist stands up and places this tiny pouch inside of Zephyros's hand. Thank you. I am intrigued by your offer. I accept your gift and uh, invite you to stay here. Hold, hold on, Zephyros. Just to clarify, when you say intrigued by their offer from Yan Bin, the prince of evil heir who wants to destroy the world, what exactly do you mean? I am curious about all things, Jack. I must ponder this offer. I will retire to my room where I might contact other planes and see if this is a wise course of action. You need to reach out to the beings beyond to figure out if this is a wise course of action. Sorry, I I got a chip on my shoulder today. Yeah, I was going to say. Could we talk, Zephyros? Do do you mind? Could we have your counsel? Yes, of course. If you don't mind, little ones, and... The two armored men stand up and uh, they say, um, we'll be outside. Oh, geez, Jack, you got to be careful. You don't offend some of these people. No, but he's, he's, he's perfectly right. I mean, Zephyros, you wanted to know about our people. You wanted to know about our species, right? You're curious about this. Of course. I mean, I don't know the situation as well as Jack, but it seems to me that these people want to annihilate our entire existence is then there will be no research for you yes i suppose that's true after all though uh, zephyros just took this satchel as a consideration like back in my day when the uh, dwarves were giving the kings extra money to uh, allow us to dig deeper and, and pull out some more of the gems <laughs> you know it doesn't necessarily mean they're always going to get our way but uh are you saying this is a bribe? I, I don't think it's so much a bribe, more of a... Probe. <laughs> well, the cultists definitely will expect something from you. That's right. More of a lob- more of lobbying, if you will. Understood. And I do appreciate your counsel. I would still feel best about this if I could... Contact other planes for more advice. Of course. Jack rolls his eyes just harder than he possibly can. He's got no time for Zephyros. It's every bit of his dad that sucks in like a giant form of dismissive nonsense who can't make a decision for himself. Like it's just... (laughs) Jack's got deep-seated daddy. Oh, Oh, man. He's he's got some troubles and Zephyros is pushing every one of his fucking buttons. Zephyros, what's in the satchel? That's a great question. Let's take let's take a look. And again, like you know, Doran's eyes are kind of glinting with the thought of the prospect it's like of gold. Drool is dripping into his beard. <laughs> take a look, shall we? And, and and almost like almost as if a child next to you it's is trying. Hand. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of helping helping him open the satchel. Yeah, uh, Zephyros actually just opens his palm beside you, and he's still holding the pouch, but he lets you perfect. sort of clamber up and go to work so i do i clamber up on his hand yeah it's it's a brown leather pouch that's tightly secured with some uh, waxed twine Mm. and when you open it up gently 
There's some powder inside. Uh oh. Like loose? Yes. Uh oh. It's about um two tablespoons worth. Dorn is not an idiot. He knows digging in the deep that there are certain things that, that if you crush up, you, you can die or get sick. So he's not by any means. He's, he looks and takes a uh, respectful step back and says, oh, I don't know. It's some sort of some sort of a powdery substance. Can I do a uh, survival check on it? or uh... You would do an arcana check. Arcana check. Uh, this looks like it's out of my realm, Jack. I don't know if you want to take a look there. Uh, yeah, I'll come in cautiously yeah. peer in the bag. I, I want to see what sort of awful trick these people are going to play on Zephyros. Okay, it's not a one, it's a seven. <laughs> but it was so close. Uh, that's a 15. This is definitely magical dust. Uh-huh. It's... With a 15, it's going to be harder for you to figure out its effects. Mm -hmm. As you look at this shimmering powder, parts of it seem to phase in and out of existence. Mm. Uh, You recognize that this could potentially help you in casting spells or might have some other effects if sprinkled on something. Mm. Do I have a name that I would call it or... Something that I would in Jack's mind, this could be one of five or six things, okay. and you're not sure until you get your hands on is it. Is one of them super, super deadly poison? No. Doran is smiling. Do not eat it. <laughs> Doran's so, thinking of sticking his hand in there. And so, so Jack's it. peering in. He he uh, hasn't quite touched it yet. So, to their credit, it's not actively hostile. It's a magical dust. I think it could Zephyros. It could help power some spells. It could be. It could be. Interesting. Doran's like uh, disappointed and defeated. He's sort of like, well, this is stupid. Yeah. And walk, walks away. I'm going <laughs> to head outside. As Doran walks away and like just as he's turned, like, this would be very valuable on the market. <laughs> and my ears perk back up. <laughs> oh, well, let's, uh, you, you be sure to take care of this now, Zeph- Zephyros. Would um, you mind putting the string back on? Uh, no, 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 not at all. It's and I a tie little it up. Would you like me? Would you like me to hold on to it for you for the time being? If you would like Oh, to. no problem, no problem. And, and yeah, you Doran can hold on to puts it, it into his backpack. He might ask for it later, but for now he's cool with you. Just I'm just going to head outside and be like, what, what's the powder in the box thing? Who are you? Red, what's your name? My name is uh, Amareth. Hello, Amareth. Nice to meet you. Would you like to shake hands? He shakes your hand. Look, Zephyrus just wants to know what it is. He sent me out here to ask you. Clearly, your leader wanted him to have it, and he wants to know what it is. It doesn't need to be difficult. Can I roll persuasion? Yeah. I just want to know. Ten. Tell me, Red, do you have any particular religious uh, affiliation? (laughs) You sound like Jack. No. I'm just curious if you've heard of uh, elemental powers. Uh, No. You don't ascribe to the power of air, wind, uh, fire, I mean, I, water. I know them very well. I can feel some of them right now. Well, it's like the wind tussles my fur. <laughs> <laughs> yes, feel that wind. Feel the power of the air. Right. Doran knows a little bit about passing wind. Doran pipes up. Well, you've delivered your bag. I guess. Uh, I guess you're on your way then. No, we'll be waiting until we hear back from the giant. What are you expecting to hear? To gain his allegiance and recruit him as one of our own. That's it? You drop off a bag of your elemental magic and, and expect someone to make a decision right then and there? Clearly. Dwarf, you don't know a thing about giants. This uh. is a cloud giant. He would naturally ally himself with the elements of the air and wind. You're right. I don't know much about giants. But I do know a lot about war. 
And in war, it's very, very rare that you have someone turn around and give their allegiance in a, in a matter of minutes. Perhaps he doesn't know he's at war. Are we at war? All the world is at war, little dwarf. I don't think Zephyros is going to do much of anything. I think if he's anything like wizards I know like him, he will go ask the Outer Plains for something. He will never make a decision. He'll waffle on it. He'll decide he's more interested in writing a book somewhere else anyways and bugger off. The question is, if he says no to the cultists, are they going to try to kill him? This is the thing. Right. And Doran overhears this conversation that you three are having kind of behind him. And I just say to the one of the two that I was speaking with earlier, I say, uh, And what if the giant decides not to join your alliance? Well, then we might choose to take control of this wonderful fortress. <laughs> hey, Red, what kind yeah. of read do you get on those vultures? I was just going to ask, are they beasts? They are. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to use my primeval awareness. Give me again those details, please. I have the innate ability to communicate with beasts. They recognize me as a kindred spirit. Through sounds and gestures, I can communicate simple ideas to a beast as an action, and I can read its basic mood and intent. I learn its emotional state, whether it's affected my magic of any sort, its short-term needs, such as food and safety, it's, uh, and any actions I can take, if possible, to persuade it not to attack. First off, there are no magical effects uh, on these these vultures. That's good. You can hear their thoughts in a manner of speaking, not the same way that Jack communicates with Kieran, but you gain insight into what they're feeling and who they're loyal to. And you recognize that uh, these these beasts aren't terribly intelligent. They're reacting favorably to the costuming of their handlers to the helmets, especially. It seems like maybe they were raised from a chick, you would imagine, and and they'd been conditioned to respect people dressed as these cultists are. Interesting. That if the cultists weren't wearing this armor, they would probably attack you as soon as them. But this this helmet, this horned helmet, seems to be conferring um, a level of control over the beasts. You would also know that these are hungry vultures, and if you guys get close enough, they will attack you. Brilliant. So I walk over to the guys, and I kind of pull them aside a little bit. It looks like these creatures respond more to the armor than the actual people riding them, which tells me a few things that could be advantageous. I think... Whoever asked it, Doran, kind of hit the nail on the head. If they are going to kill our friend Zephyros, if he says no, then we should probably do something. My thinking is, if we can wear the armor ourselves, maybe we can control the vultures. That's a pretty good idea, Red. I think while you guys are puzzling on that, Jack's going to go back just inside the door and, and sit down against the wall and, and move his consciousness into Kieran's body and fly up to see what Zephyros is doing. Nice. Zephyros is meditating. He is sitting transfixed in front of his navigation orb, which is hovering above the floor. He seems to be projecting his mind into this orb as it's gone cloudy. It's no longer a reflection of the ground below as it usually is. And he is in a trance. Am I able to get a sense? Like, can I see anything in the orb as far, like, to, that, that would suggest where his mind has traveled or what he's seeing? Or? It's cloudy. Cloudy. Well, that's not helpful. Okay. I think if we decide to attack, I think we should absolutely lure at least four of these guardsmen away, kill them, and don at least the helmets before making any sort of assault. Because at the very least, the vultures won't be attacking us. Also, this wouldn't be the place to make our stand. 
we would it would be best if we went into the tower, created a bottleneck. Of course. How long do you wait? I mean, Jack's back in a few minutes, sort of shakes his head, and Zephyros is off in the clouds. I don't know if he's coming back for a little bit. Well, he's, at the very least, a very formidable person. Maybe we should just wait till he says no, and then have us on his side when he attacks. They're going to wait. Their whole yeah. orders are to wait. Yeah. Just to understand the limits of Jack's illusion spell, minor illusion. Could it change the color of their helmets? No. It's a pretty minor spell. Okay. Mostly, I think Jack is just, like, fuming... Pissed that Zephyros is off in the clouds and left us. Jack, with these guys. you're so pissed off. Yeah. It's been a weird day, guys. Everything's all right. No. He just told us, hey, you four specifically. I reached out into the other realms. I know you four, there's a prophecy. You're going to go reshape the ordning. But I don't give a shit about it. I'm going to go write a book about some dumb island. You guys sort it out. But I'm an all powerful wizard and I know way more than you. There's nothing you could possibly teach me. But I'll go fuck off. I. Oh, here's an evil cultist. I wonder, I could, they want me to destroy the world. I better go ask if that's a good idea. What the f- It's just madness. This guy can't make a decision to save his life. Red just holds out his arms. Give me a hug. And then you. You, you want a hug? And then you. My, this town my friend built. Jack. Full of cultists of Asmodeus, the prince, the prince of evil lies. And you're just like, yeah, it's fine. I won't even back your play when you think it's a bet. You left me hanging there, Red. You left me out to look like an idiot in front of... Hiram and and Doran's friend that there's this evil cult there and you didn't even like you didn't even understand that this literally the fucking devil and you said that's fine that's whatever that's, she's just the midwife I'm sure she hasn't bewitched them all or something had not even a concern and that's the, that's the only legacy of my friend who died and it's I'm sorry look at me look at my little beady eyes I apologize I I don't understand this world. I come from the other side of the ocean. I, I don't get the, the good and the bad as well as you. I, I admit that, and I'm sorry. I hope you understand that. I, 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 I don't have any intention to want to see the end of the world, and I, I don't have any intention not to back your play. And if, if that's what this boils down to, if I, if I wasn't supporting you in your time of need, I, I apologize. Please, let's hug. Thank you. And it's just at this moment where Doran stands up. He's actually beneath and between you two. So you guys go to hug and Doran stands up and like he's sort of like, All right, I've got the battle plan ready. If we bottleneck them in here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the kitchen. I'll find some spare meat. And- Jack reaches over Doran and finishes the hug with red. This is outrageous. Then you hear the sound of Zephyros' sandals hitting the ground inside of the tower. Kaboom. He walks outside. His his eyes are a little bit bleary. Uh, he's just newly come from this catatonic meditative state. And he says, I cannot believe you have come here with such impudence. Just the biggest no shit look on Jack's face. And I, I still have a hand on Jack and I'm like, I'll back your play from here on out, buddy. We're a team. A staff appears from nowhere in Zephyros's hand. This is a beautiful work of art. It is crafted out of this dark, shiny material with a huge puff of cloud on the end. And he points it threateningly at the cultists and he says, You should leave. Doran's face kind of his jaw drops it. These cultists kind of shit their pants a little bit. As they should. The one cultist with the fancy bag trembles and he says, uh, Your decisions are foolish. 
We'll take our leave, but we'll be back. I think it might be a bag of holding, which I want so bad. All right. I, I, why don't I go kindly suggest they leave the, that bag? This is like a messenger bag mm. that's yeah. draped around the shoulder of uh, the cultist who's been mouthing off the most. So maybe Jack will walk up to Amareth and, and discreetly sort of put his hand in his pouch and, and grab his orb and, and channel a little magic into it and suggest to Amareth, if you leave the bag you're carrying, perhaps Zevros will reconsider your offer and try and cast the suggestion spell to leave the bag with me. Ooh. You suggest a course of activity and magically influence a creature you can see within range. Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this effect. The suggestion may be worded in a... Mm, can't be charmed. Uh, so it is a charming effect. Yeah, it is. All right, so... Well, it's, creatures that can't be charmed are immune to it, but that's why I imagine that suggested as a charming effect. 20. Oh. He turns to you and sneers. Wizard, my mind is too strong for you. And he clasps the bag more tightly around his body and he says, This bag and what's in it are securely mine. I'm really glad for you. Doran looks at you all and, you know, kind of makes the facial expression dewy attack. Honestly, I think Red would look at Zephyrus and be like, Zephyrus, they're coming back. Do you want our help in this fight, or do you think if they come back with greater numbers, you can handle it? I can handle myself, Red. Thank you for your offer. And he takes one threatening step towards the cultists. A couple of them mount their vultures. Can you make him leave his bag, please? I really want it. I'm not really in the habit of stealing, but... It's not stealing. We are the ordinaries. What he has in that bag could be very useful for us to complete our quest. Is there a chance in your visions of us you saw us with a bag like that? Yes, maybe. Maybe you're right. Roll persuasion. Fuck yes. Uh, I wish I had advantage to uh, fuck I, I mean, maybe I'm helping you if that would of, give you an advantage. Can, if he's helping me, can I roll with advantage? Yeah, you can take the quote-unquote help action. Nice. 19. I don't see why not. Nice. <laughs> this bag is going to be so useful. I can be like carrying all of our shit. I really hope we don't regret this. I really hope it's a bag of holding. I you hope do. it's not just a regular bag. <laughs> it's just a pretty bag. It's just a really cool bag. <laughs> really it is. Nice. I'll be happy anyway. Zephyros points his staff at the cultist with the bag and he says, Dilensaw. And uh, Amarath is immediately enclosed in an impenetrable sphere. Of energy. Roll for initiative. Yeah! Ah, uh, uh, six. <laughs> six for Kraloff? Five, actually. Oh, boy. So I got minus one. Jack? Sixteen. Doran? Six. Red? Eighteen. You guys are all reading your spells and, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, hmm, how can I slice these things? Which slice way? Nice. Which oh, way can I slice the these vultures? vultures? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> this is insane, guys. This, this is, is a bad fight. Five against eighteen. Yeah, I'm hoping I get to go first. You do. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna do an intimidation and be like, "You are about to fight a cloud giant who just froze your captain with a whisper of words. You have no chance. I suggest you leave your captain." And return home while you still have the chance. Roll an intimidation check. 
do it. Should have them not just leave, oh, yeah, but drop. This is good. This is good. Drop their weapons and stuff too. We All just right, need... here we go. This is Chester. Come on, Chester. Don't let us down. Chester. Natural twenty. Chester. 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 We've got seven d twenties and seven checks. What do they have to roll above? Well, I'm going to use your twenty as oh, the, the way, DC. Yeah. Okay. But it's twenty three is my total. Like, I have plus three for intimidation. Okay. Well, then none of them can succeed. <laughs> they all quake in their boots for now. Jack, it's your turn. Yeah. I think Jack has a has a spell prepared in mind. And if they come forward to engage with, with Doran or Zephyros, who seem to be up front, he's going to cast that spell. But otherwise, he's going to. So, what's your trigger? Uh, if if they if if anyone charges forward to to get into melee, melee range, combat, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna wait till they clump together and throw a spell at him. Okay. And I'm gonna move a little bit back towards the tower to get the tower at my back, just so I, I'm, you know, got one level. It's Nivon's turn. Um, the guy who had the <laughs> leather bag and the lisp. So the guy with the shoulder bag is currently enclosed in an impenetrable sphere. And then the guy beside him is the one who gave Zephyros the pinch of powder bag. He turns around and he says, We want you to wowie around. <laughs> Don't want away. He says, The cause of Yanthi Bin is not finished. Don't drop your weapons or there will be trouble. I mean, which was more intimidating, really? You... Throw your staff over the edge of the cloud. And he waves his hands at Zephyros. <laughs> oh, command. Yeah, he's going to command Zephyros. Good luck. Maybe if he goes and confers with the other plane, he'll know not to throw his staff over the edge. One hope. Just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's fine. That's an ah, 18. Cute. Uh, Zephyros just... No. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, that should add to our... <laughs> intimidation role. The yeah. fact that yeah. this guy's like, don't do it, guys. And then he just like laughs at him. Do this. I feel like this yeah. should just make the natural 20. He like, says, <laughs> make me, <laughs> bitch. And uh, for the cultists' turns, all of them mount their vultures. Yeah. Wow, good so far. Well, Kray- I guess they're mounting them. Kraloth, it's your turn. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to hold steady. I'm going to watch. Doran? You can't ready a movement, right? No. Okay, you know what? Then uh, I will defer. Okay, it's Zephyros' turn. He takes three large steps towards Amareth, who he has enclosed in the sphere, and he just picks up the sphere, and you watch as the cultist inside struggles against the bonds. That is his turn, and he he turns with his staff toward... Uh, Nivon, and he points it directly at Nivon's chest. And he says, Just try me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's bitch. It's the vultures' turns. They're all going to take to the air. Yeah. Doran's going to make a mental note of the the look, shape, quality, make of the helmets, of the armor. Red. Does it look like this rally boy is intimidated? Nivon? Yeah. No. I'm going to just kind of walk a little closer to where the action's happening, but still keep my distance. And I'm going to double down and say, your entire party is leaving. We will let this man go once he is 
dropped his bag, and he'll be on his way too. I think you should leave, friend. And I'll say it in a persuasive sense, not in a threatening sense, because like ultimately, even if all nine of them were there, I do feel this giant would fuck him up. This guy's got no chance. So I'm going to say it like friendly, if that's possible. Okay. Still roll intimidate if you want. No, you don't have to roll. I don't have to roll? He's heard you. Nivon is going to get back to his vulture on the side of the cloud bank and mount it on his turn. Um, he could provoke an attack of opportunity from Zephyros, but I don't think Zephyros is the attacking attack type. of opportunity type. No. This is the first battle with a giant. Thankfully, you're on the same side as the giant. Perfect. So he leaves. Are, are we still in initiative? Or? We are still in initiative. Okay. You watch as Amareth struggles against his bubble. Oh, no. Uh, Doran, it's come back around to your turn. I'm not one to take a crossbow shot at somebody who's leaving. Kraloth, did you want to do anything? Uh, no, I'm just going to watch them leave. Mm-hmm. Now, can we drop out of initiative? Yeah, we absolutely can. Amazing. So the That's vultures all fly with their mounts and they land on top of the tower. What? Oh, they stay here? Well, then I can leave their captain. Well, that's fine. Then I mean, there's one vulture that's left because yeah. it's his vulture. All right. I mean, put it this way. This is For expediency's sake, our plan, I believe, is to let this guy drop out, take his bag, and then send him on his way. I don't think we need to have bloodshed here. Is that fair to, for everyone? Yeah. That's my... Yeah. Unless so, they do sure. something... If he drops his bag. Yeah. But I mean, it's now us versus one guy. So. But if he doesn't drop his bag, then I'll cut off his fucking head. So what happens? Zephyros puts... Amareth in his sphere of force down onto the cloud in front of the four of you. And he says, do you want me to dispel the force? Yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you, Zephyr. It's Zephyros. Sorry. Zephyr operating system. Zephyr OS. And he waves his staff at at the bubble, which... Pops. Hello, friendo. Listen, we don't want to take any more of your time. If you could please drop your bag like my friend here, Jack, requested. We'll send you on your way. He doesn't say a word to you. He slowly takes the shoulder strap off from where he's wearing it and lays the bag down on the ground. Then with a flick of his wrist, he opens the bag and he says... These are my enemies. And he takes a few steps back. Roll for initiative. Dun, 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 dun. Kraloth? Two. Jack? Eleven. Doran? Twelve. Red? Twenty-one. Ooh, it's your turn, Red. Can I shut the bag? Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to shut it and lock it. Red, fifteen to hit you? Does that hit? No. So one hits. Thirteen bludgeoning damage. Red, you get slammed from behind. Ooh. For shutting the bag? You, so you, you walked up to the bag, you shut it, yeah, and then something that you cannot perceive mm. hits you extremely hard in the back of the head. Oh, you take 13 bludgeoning damage. Oh, boy. Doran, what do you do? Doran sees Red get bludgeoned from behind by nothing? Mm-hmm. Okay, Doran's gonna, gonna run and threaten Amareth with his axe, sort of pointing the axe towards his throat and saying, what's attacking my friend? I guess just intimidate. Sure, please yeah. roll. 14. <laughs> You'll find out. 
I don't like when people laugh at me when I'm intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is going to take a careful look around and try and figure out what the hell just happened. Please roll a perception. How do you like a three? I hate it. Me too. It's not my favorite. Um, so seeing nothing obvious, Jack's going to again back up until his back's against the wall of the, the tower. So at least he's only got looking in front of him, things in front of him to look at. So you move so that your back is against the tower. Yeah. Great. Kieran, can you figure out what's going on? Um, let me take to the air. And they fly in the air and take a quick circle around where the battle's taking place. Huh? I don't see anything. Would their keen hearing or sight help them? Can I see invisible shit? I don't know, but they could hear invisible shit. I don't see anything, boss. Cool. It's Amareth's turn. I've kind of got my axe up, too. I know. He hates that. Make a wisdom saving throw for me, Doran. A wisdom saving throw? Yeah, he turns to you and holds out a hand and he says, Stop right there. Sorry. Uh, Four. A nice round four. (laughs) You you are paralyzed. Kraloth, it's your turn. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on Red. Thank you. And Red is going to get eight plus six. Oh, brilliant. I'm back up to four. Yes, you are. Amazing. I'm going to try to just stick my hand out. Just like do like a a wave behind Red. See if I touch anything. Oh, interesting. So as your movement, you go around behind Red where you saw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely something there. Your hands brush. It's it's so strange. It doesn't feel like anything you've ever felt before on the material plane, but there is a presence. All right. So I'm right in front of it, I guess. And um, I will wait. Uh, Zephros, he goes, Aah! and he walks over to Amareth. He is going to try to pick Amareth up, so the target must succeed on a DC 20 dexterity save. Let's see how that works out for him. Fail. Zephros picks Amareth up and flings him off the side of the cloud. So he's going to spend this turn falling. Red. I mean, you touched the thing right behind me, Yeah. right? Yeah, there's something strange behind you. I'm going to grab my short sword. I'm going to spin around. I'm going to slice. Slice and dice. Slice and dice. Okay, so here's how you attack invisible attackers. First, because because you can't know what square they're in, you have to just tell me where you're going to target. Because you can't target an invisible creature. For example, if the creature was far away from you, you would just guess a square on the battle map, and then you roll with disadvantage to hit. Oh, right. And I'm going to grab a vial of oil and I'm going to smash it on the square behind me, like at chest height. Assuming the oil is like colored. It's not like clear oil, right? Sure. Maybe that'll make it visible, right? So with blood. You're know, still going to have to roll a... Yeah, with disadvantage. Yeah. But my thinking is it's less important for me to True. hit it, more important that everyone can see yeah, it. Yeah, there might not, may not be, it might have invisible blood too then. Yeah, make a ranged attack with disadvantage. Ooh, 11. The vial of oil crashes against the cloud stuff and cracks and breaks. I wonder if it gets opportunity if I move out of a square. Probably. It probably yeah. does. Whatever. I'll move. Where are you moving to? I'm going to run to the fucking castle and climb it. You move to the tower? I'm going to run to the castle wall. You're going to have to make a climb check because these walls are featureless and smooth. Very difficult to climb. Mm, great. All right. I'll do that. A natural Ooh, one! Chester. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, no. I do not climb, but I am by the wall. Sure. Hey, right beside me. Kraloth. Oh, boy. You are attacked. Okay. Uh, a 14 misses you. Yes, it So does. you're hit once okay. by an invisible force. Okay. 11 points of damage. Oof. Yeah. Right. So you're clobbered in the chest. Goom. Resounds in your chest cavity. Oof. Okay. Doran, it's your turn. Um, I'm still paralyzed. So right now you can only take verbal or mental actions. Hmm. Ah, well, would a mental or verbal action count as my commander's strike? Read the text of your commanding strike. When you take the attack action on your turn, Uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. When you take the attack action on your turn. Uh, I can't attack. You cannot. Okay, never mind. Cute idea, though. Um, Very cute idea. Then, you know what? Uh, then then I'll just verbally... Um, I'll persuade the invisible being. <laughs> Your master is gone. Might as well show yourself before it's too late. And I roll a nine. <laughs> <laughs> you roll more nines than anything else. You hear really? a sound. You did it. Maybe it's not invisible. Maybe it's a wind creature. Would you like to make a wisdom save to end your paralyzation? Oh, yes, I would. Mm. And a natural one oh, does not do that. Do you want to shame it? Damn. No, I don't. The concentration of this spell will end once that cultist hits the ground. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's a long way to fall. But it's it's. I calculated it's two turns of falling. Right, right, right. The cultist falls on his turn. Kraloth, it's uh, your turn. I'm going to try to cast Guiding Bolt because then it'll make it visible to everything. Can you read me the text of the spell? A flash of light streaks toward a creature of your choice within range. Oh, thank God. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 46 radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your turn has advantage thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target until then. What? That's... Great. That's that's exactly because it's not the yeah. creature you can see part. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to see. Oh, it. that changes everything. Yeah. Yep. Not to mention there's a mystical glittering on it. Yeah, yeah. Then we can see it. Anyone can see it. So it only lasts one round though. So if there is a way for you guys to to defer the hit, to hit it and then make it visible for the rest moving forward. The fact that you can make it seen huge. All my spells are a target you can see and that's very tricky in this Okay, so you intend to make this creature visible to your friends. You must make a ranged spell attack with disadvantage. So for me, a ranged spell attack. So my spell attack bonus right now is five. That's a nine. No, sir. The spell flies wide. Zephyros is going to try to banish it to another plane of existence. Oh, yeah. He has to try to touch it, make a melee spell attack against it on a hit the creature must make a charisma saving throw so i have to hit it then the creature has to fail the save so it's two different rolls zephyros has pretty good uh spell attack bonus Grayloth, is it here right in front of me i say as i'm trying to dodge around invisible <laughs> attacks he has a plus uh-huh. 11 to hit oof come on zephyros that's a 14 and a 17, so 25 nice. to hit. Nice. He does hit this invisible creature. Now the creature has to make a charisma saving throw against Zephyros's spell save DC, which is a 17. Otherwise he's banished to another plane of existence? Yes. That sucks even more than just... Please, you know. please let me stay. Please. 
I'll be as charismatic as I can. You're banished. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's banished to the Feywild. Hell Fuck yeah. <laughs> Doran, like in about four seconds, you are released from your paralyzation as the life of the falling cultist is snuffed out as his body's dashed upon the ground below you. What a wonderful splat! Thank you for listening, and be sure to join our Facebook group to join in on the fun! Next week we enter Golden Fields. See you there! Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.